It's time for the Smart Money Questions Podcast with Matt Hausman. This is the show that provides you with a sound financial education and helps you avoid financial pitfalls. Make sure you are asking the right questions by listening to the Smart Money Questions Podcast. It's time for another edition of Smart Money Questions. And this is one of my favorite editions of the show because it's when we actually take smart money questions from folks just like you. Walter Storholt here alongside Matt Hausman, the founder of Old Security Group with offices in Westchester, Pennsylvania and Newark, Delaware, but serving clients all across the country. If you'd like to submit a smart money question, you can always do that online by going to smartmoneyquestions.com. And we have a couple of great ones to feature this week from our listeners across the country map. The first one coming to us from Tom in South Carolina. Tom says, we're considering putting an addition on our home. Is it better to use a home equity line to fund this, or should I withdraw money from my 401k? I hear that question a lot. And the reality is, the first thing I would ask Tom, a question back to him, is have you thought about the tax hit in the event you take it out of the 401k? Are you over 59 and a half? What's your other income? Are you still working? And many times that will get people thinking, oh, I never even thought about that. Or they're still working. They're thinking, oh, I was going to take a loan out on my 401k. No, no, no. (laughs) (laughs) So I always recommend all of our clients, even though they don't necessarily need it, it's always good to have, is a home equity line of credit. It's a way that you can use the asset of your home in a tax efficient manner. In this case, it would make total sense more than likely, because I'm going to assume that Tom has additional income where the 401k is gonna create additional taxation, the home equity line is not. And home equity lines still to this day, even though rates have gone up a little bit over the course of the last six months are very low. And there's different ways that we coach clients where they can use cash flow to even reduce the interest cost on the money that they borrow. In this particular case, most of the time, I'm going to recommend using a line of credit. And actually, Tom, I'm encouraged the fact that you were even thinking about the line of credit. Many times people don't want to do that because they don't want to create what they're perceiving to be an extra payment. That's a great question, Tom, and thank you for submitting that one to us on Smart Money Questions. I'll move to another one here from Catherine as we hop up to Minnesota to get her question. Catherine says, for decades, I've had laddered CDs so that I have one maturing every single year. You talked a little bit about laddering CDs on a previous podcast, Matt. But with interest rates so low, I'm wondering if I have too much money in the bank. How much is too much? It's a tough question to answer right off the surface, isn't it? It absolutely is. And many things that you want to look at, do I have too much money in cash, goes back to what we talked about a couple podcasts ago with an emergency fund. And Catherine, you come up with however much you want in that emergency fund. And usually I tell people, be pretty conservative with it. If you're thinking, well, I need 20 or 40 or 50, maybe you add 10, 15% to that. But the other question I would have is, why are you thinking about that? Is it only because the market has been going up over the last nine months? Would you be asking the same question if it was 2008? Because we don't want greed to step in and we're going to move money that we have already planned for being in a, quote, safe environment. And now we're wanting to pull it out of that just because we're seeing all of the 
upward trajectory of where the market is going right now. So really analyze why am I wanting to move it? Maybe you do have too much. Maybe you don't have enough. And it really goes into the holistic aspect of starting with the emergency fund and then working from there. And of course, then you also have risk tolerance. If you've been laddering your CDs for a certain period of time, it could be that your risk tolerance is not very high. So moving monies into equities just to attempt to capture the gain that we've seen over the last six, nine, 12 months is not really something I would advise on. So there's some moving parts to that equation, Catherine, but it is a very good question. Laddered CDs, time to maybe reconsider some of the different financial decisions that you're making, and Matt Hausman certainly can help you walk through those different things. Maybe you're in a situation that's similar to Tom or Catherine. Well, what about Susan, who has a good question from right in your backyard in Pennsylvania, Matt? Susan says, I've always heard people talk about the importance of life insurance, but I never fully grasped the importance of it until my husband died unexpectedly last month at the age of 61. Sorry to hear that, Susan. I got a check for $250,000 almost immediately, she says. It's very comforting to know the money is there, but I don't know what to do with it now that I have it. What do you suggest? Well, Susan, I am sorry about that loss. I just recently had this happen with a client, lost his wife unexpectedly. And I'm going to just let you know what I told him. His question was exactly the same thing. I have this money now. What do I do with it? What we ended up doing with it is we parked it. And I said, what we're going to do is we're going to put this right now in cash. And we're then going to come back and address this six, nine, 12 months later, because we don't want to be making emotional decisions with our finances, especially when emotions can be pretty high in this situation. We want to be very careful. Even as the advisor, I don't want to come in and start making recommendations when people have different times of grief. I'm so happy that your husband had the insurance and you have that, but there isn't a rush to go and invest the money right now. And so my advice would be put the money in cash, let it sit there, six, nine months, and then you can come back and address where the money should be invested, how you should be placing it. So again, I'm sorry for your loss. I'm glad the insurance is there, at least for the time being. Finances aren't going to be playing on the emotional grief you're experiencing right now, but address that financial question where to place the money in six to nine months. Yeah, two takeaways there. The importance of still having life insurance, even if you're closer to retirement like that, even if you're empty nesters, there may still be good reasons to have life insurance at your disposal, as illustrated by Susan's point here. And then, yeah, the second takeaway, don't just immediately start making decisions when emotions are running that high. You don't want to make a mistake that you can't undo later on. So those are two really good takeaways from that question. Olivia has our last question on the mailbag here. Matt, this one is coming to us from Florida. I started taking my Social Security as soon as I turned 62, which was two years ago. So, Olivia's, uh, not to give away your age, but hey, you gave it to us, Olivia. You're 64. (laughs) Was that a mistake? (laughs) Was that a mistake? Should we have waited longer to take the Social Security? The way I would address that, first of all, is unfortunately, because you're one year after electing, there's nothing we can do about it. Was it a mistake or not really has to do with income planning Are you still working or were you working at that time? Had you just lost a job and where are the other assets? In other words, what was the rush to go in and take Social Security? Many times 
I do a lot of social security workshops because that's been a real hot topic over the course of almost two years now when they made the changes back in 2015. Sometimes when people will lose a job and they're eligible for social security, they'll immediately go in and elect for social security, even while they're still looking for work. And that can be a very, very big mistake. Social security is such an important part of planning that I can't tell you if it was a mistake or not. There's so many other factors that should be looked at. If you are still working, is it part-time or was it because of a forced retirement or a layoff situation? But unfortunately, even if it was a mistake, Olivia, there's nothing we can do about it now. If you're married and your husband is working, there still is an opportunity for some Social Security planning with his, but unfortunately with yours, there isn't. But to answer, was it a mistake or not, there really needs to be looked at other things around that. There's other variables as to was it a mistake, but even if it was, as I said, there's nothing we can do about it. Well, these are all really good questions on the Smart Money Questions podcast today. And if you'd like to submit questions to be featured on a future program, you can do that by going to smartmoneyquestions.com. Matt, thanks for your guidance through these different questions. And I know that this is just a a great sampling of the kinds of things you're hearing about each and every day in the office and in your conversations with clients and new folks who are coming through the doorways who are trying to just kind of get help with all the different moving parts of their financial plans. It's tough to be an expert at it when you've got a full-time job or you're, you know, just have everything else going on in life. And that's why it's nice to be able to turn to somebody like you for guidance through these issues. Well, thank you. I really appreciate that. We do see people all the time and they're always coming in. And invariably what will happen is we'll sit down, we'll have a cup of coffee, maybe a soda, and they usually have three or four questions for us. And I really encourage that. And usually I will turn around and I'll have eight, 10, 12, 14 questions for them. And I say that because this is something we do every day. I recognize that You know, none of our clients do this every day. And there's so many things that people haven't thought about as they're coming into being close to retirement, or maybe they're even already in retirement that you really have to address. You know, I had a mentor and my clients hear me say this all the time. His comment to me was 20, 25 years ago is you get where you are in life based on the questions you ask. The key is to ask the right questions. And that's what hopefully we're doing with these podcasts. And I encourage you to continue to give us the questions that you have and we'll continue to address them. I enjoy doing this. I know Walter does too. And we've already had great feedback from those of you that are listening. And feel free to go ahead and take the email that you get this in and send it out to whoever else that you think might benefit from the answers and the questions that we're giving. Yep. Matt has offices in Westchester, Pennsylvania and Newark, Delaware, but serves clients all across the country. With the beauty of technology these days, it's easy to stay in touch and to uh, touch base with your advisor, even if you've moved to another part of the country, and which you've had happen to a lot of clients, right, Matt? Yeah, it's interesting. We were talking off air. We're in about 12, 14 states now. Yeah, pretty neat. And those folks are still able to keep in touch and work together with Matt. And so if you would like help and guidance with your financial plan or would like to discuss where you currently stand and what can be improved with your finances, 610-719-3003 is the number to call. That's 610-719-3003. You can just respond to email if you are on the newsletter and get the notifications about the podcast each week and get in touch that way. Or you can do it through the website, smartmoneyquestions.com. 
That's it for this week's podcast. Thanks so much for tuning in, and we'll talk to you again next time on Smart Money Questions.